answer the provocative question posed by GQ writer Laura Bassett in her recently published article called, Why is Bloomberg's Long History of Egregious Sexism Getting a Pass? Like so many things, it began with a tweet. I saw on my feed a tweet posted by Laura Bassett, a journalist who writes about politics, gender, and culture for groovy publications such as GQ, The Washington Post, Marie Claire, and The Huffington Post, and has over 50,000 followers. Laura Bassett's tweet said this, There have been 40 sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuits brought against Mike Bloomberg by 64 women. Why is his long history of egregious sexism getting a pass? My latest for GQ magazine. And with the tweet was a link to her article. Now, in case it hasn't occurred to you, podcasting is not my full-time job. I work as a lawyer and I actually bring civil rights cases on behalf of women who allege sexual discrimination and harassment uh, often. I also have a daughter who works for the Bloomberg campaign. So you can imagine I was interested in Laura Bassett's tweet and her article. 40 sexual harassment and discrimination cases filed against Mike Bloomberg? Sounds pretty bad. It does sound like a long history of egregious sexism like Donald Trump, which is what Laura Bassett implies in her article. Mike Bloomberg is just like Donald Trump, she suggests. Bassett begins making her case against Mike Bloomberg as a sexist by referring to unnamed Everytown employees who apparently were uncomfortable when they received as a gift Mike Bloomberg's autobiography and in it contained descriptions of his exploits as a bachelor, kind of the Mike Bloomberg sex in the city. This made some employees so uncomfortable they started emailing each other and copying and pasting some of the phrases that were particularly offensive. Bassett describes them as casual boasts about his sex life. She writes, staffers found themselves uncomfortably reading their billionaire founders' boasts about keeping a girlfriend in every city and other womanizing exploits as a Wall Street up-and-comer. And then Bassett quotes an un- unnamed former Everytown employee as saying, a few people started immediately going through it, meaning the book, and sending the cringiest parts around on email chains. Okay, I'm sorry, that is not sexual harassment or discrimination. If your employer hands you an autobiography and in it is a description of life as a bachelor and having a girlfriend in every city, So you don't have to read the book, and a lot of people would interpret the book very differently. Of course, it would be nice if Bassett had actually talked to any of the girlfriends to find out if they felt victimized by having Mike Bloomberg in town and taking them out on the town for dinner and dancing and possibly good conversation and a show. It's ridiculous to suggest that there was an abuse of power by Mike Bloomberg having a chapter in his book boasting about his sexuality. You can't call it womanizing if you haven't spoken with any of the women involved to find out how they felt. But it wasn't the cheap shot about the book or the weakness of the employees feeling uncomfortable that made Laura Bassett's article poor. 
It wasn't the moralizing and the hand-wringing over the sex in the city. It was the blatant errors in reporting that really stunned me. Bassett says in her article, quote, It takes a telling amount of gall and cluelessness to gift a book with anecdotes about your own womanizing to employees at your gun safety nonprofit in the year 2015, especially for a politician with presidential ambitions who's been vigorously denying allegations of misogyny throughout his entire career, including nearly 40 sex discrimination and sexual harassment lawsuits brought against him and his organization by 64 women over the past several decades. I would argue that it takes a certain degree of gall and cluelessness to write that there have been 40 sex discrimination and sex harassment lawsuits brought against Mike Bloomberg and his organization by 64 women when there's really been only two. Okay, not two. There were seven. And the numbers are all right there in front of Laura Bassett's eyes, if she cared to look at them. So in Laura Bassett's article, she first references the 40 lawsuits in a link that when you click it, brings you to a New York Post article. So then you click the December 16th, 2019 New York Post article that is referenced in Laura Bassett's article for authority on the alleged lawsuits, 40 lawsuits, 64 women. And that brings you to another New York Post article that had been published on November 27th, 2019, which when you click on that, has another reference to the multi-billionaire Mike Bloomberg being hit with nearly 40 discrimination and harassment suits from 64 employees. And when you click that, it brings you to the so-called investigation done by Business Insider. And when you click the Business Insider link to read the investigation, you have to subscribe, which I did. (laughs) One of the first things that I thought was kind of funny is as I was reading the Business Insider article that was published on November 26, 2019, that has a title, Michael Bloomberg built a $54 billion company for two decades. Women who worked there have called it a toxic, sexually charged nightmare. So... That's a pretty um, harsh headline. And meanwhile, the advertisement that was flashing on my screen was for some sort of publication that had a mostly naked woman with extremely large breasts looking into the camera with a come-hither look. So the long and short of it, of the Business Insider investigation, is that they spent a lot of time cherry-picking Uh, salacious quotes from unconnected pieces of evidence in unrelated cases to create this narrative. But what they finally have at the end of the Business Insider article is a list with links to what they describe as nearly 40 lawsuits filed against Bloomberg LP. And you can actually look at the cases, which is what I did. Okay, so not 40 cases, um, 37, and not all of them filed by women. In fact, um, 13 cases were brought by men. 
of the 24 remaining cases, 37 minus the um, 13 brought by men, of those 24 cases, nine had allegations of sexual harassment and discrimination, but two of them, in my view, were really not real sex harassment and discrimination cases. They were kitchen sink complaints that were brought by pro se plaintiffs that alleged everything under the sun. So really, there were seven lawsuits brought alleging sex discrimination and harassment. Now what's important, I think, is that only two of the seven cases alleging sex harassment and discrimination named Mike Bloomberg individually. One of the cases was the Garrison case in which Bloomberg is alleged to have said, quote, kill it, close quote, in reference to a woman's baby, which he vehemently denies, and the case settled, and there's a suggestion Bloomberg took the polygraph test. The other case that names Mike Bloomberg individually is brought by an anonymous plaintiff on behalf of a class of anonymous plaintiffs, and they don't allege behavior that is necessarily identified with Mike Bloomberg personally. Now, what's interesting, too, is so uh, Laura Bassett's article was built on the two New York Post articles that referenced the Business Insider article that listed the actual cases that provided the data that absolutely contradicts her conclusion about the number of cases brought against Mike Bloomberg. But there's also a reference to a New York Times article which specifically identifies four of the cases, so four out of the seven sex harassment and discrimination cases are identified. And this is a June 11th 2001 article that appeared in the New York Times by Leslie Eaton. And this reporter uh, makes it clear in her story that the Garrison case, the one about Killett, the one of two that Bloomberg was identified individually, settled. And two other cases were dismissed and one was withdrawn. So there's not 40 lawsuits alleging sex harassment and discrimination. There were seven lawsuits and only two against Bloomberg personally. And we know that four of them have been resolved. So there's potentially three lawsuits pending and only one of them implicates Mike Bloomberg personally. The others implicate the corporation and other superiors and do not describe conduct committed by Mike Bloomberg. So there's one potential case brought by an anonymous plaintiff. And, and this is, I think, most important, there's not a single decision or finding anywhere by a fact finder, whether it's a jury or a judge in a, in a summary judgment decision, there's no, no finding whatsoever of sex harassment or discrimination. In fact, in one of the decisions in the um, Galise case, Galise versus Bloomberg in the U.S. District Court in Massachusetts. The judge wrote, although Galise claims that Rothfeder, the Bloomberg guy, perceived and treated women differently from men and that Bloomberg was demeaning to women generally, she supports this with only several isolated anecdotes and no statistics. Defendants, meanwhile, Bloomberg LP and that Rothberger guy, have presented statistics indicating that during the period of Galisa's employment by Bloomberg, the percentage of female employees increased and a higher percentage of males than females were fired or left the company voluntarily.
So all the evidence that supports Bassett's conclusion at the end of her article um, is a handful of cases. Um, none have been found against Bloomberg or his company, and certainly none have been found against him personally to demonstrate there was ever an abuse on his part personally to deprive a woman of an opportunity at work. So I'll read you now the last paragraph of Laura Bassett's article. It says, if the Democratic Party wants to claim the moral high ground on issues of misogyny and sexual harassment in the wake of the Me Too movement, it has a moral obligation to reject as its highest leader a man who talks about women much in the same way Trump does. A half-hearted apology for behavior so egregious that it sparked nearly 40 lawsuits by women is a band-aid on a bullet wound. So, Laura Bassett, your article is titled, Why is Bloomberg's Long History of Egregious Sexism Getting a Pass? And I'll tell you why. It's mostly because your journalism really sucks. Your call for Mike Bloomberg to go on an apology tour for alleged egregious sexism is completely unfounded. It's a cheap shot to compare Donald Trump with Mike Bloomberg, and you should know that. And some could say it's offensive that you would piggyback your fake cause about and for women, supposedly, on legitimate concerns that some people may have with Mike Bloomberg's stop and frisk policy. Mike Bloomberg shouldn't get a pass, and neither should you.